Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Fleet Player. I'm your host, Sean Murray. Yes, I know we did a few hours ago, but as I was usually said before, and I'll say it again, usually I try the very best I can to get out, not get rid of episodes as much as possible. I have a day off, so I get a chance to knock off two episodes. Uh, hopefully, I'll get a chance to knock off uh, another one. As of possibly maybe Thursday, we'll do some more Thursday because of, uh, because I get them all Thursday. Hopefully in another week or so, I'll have to work next week, and then next week is Thanksgiving. If I don't get an opportunity to say this, I want to say balance happy Thanksgiving to all the ultimate viewers, uh, viewers out there. I uh, certainly hope all of y'all have a great Thanksgiving and uh, be with family and friends and loved ones. Uh, hope you have a great time. If I don't get a chance to actually do it, but then I want to wish you such. Now again, being those viewers, remember Thursday night, the good game going on, Green Bay Packers and Tennessee Titans. Um, should be a very interesting game. We'll see if uh, the Green Bay Packers can continue on. Can uh, pick up where they left off against the Dallas Cowboys. If uh, Aaron Rodgers still has a little bit of a, a little bit of, maybe still continue. Him and uh, Christian Watson look up. But that continues to be a factor in this game against the Tennessee Titans. Um, certainly, I'm sure the Tennessee Titans are hoping to bounce back. Tough, tough game against the um, Denver Broncos. Actually, Ryan Tannehill had a fairly decent game. And Derrick Henry, who um, actually had fantasy football games, and unfortunately I had Derrick in one of my leagues. So Derrick uh, did not play well. Hopefully he has a bounce back game against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, as we saw in our podcast, it's probably very, those who joined for the very first time on that. So thank you for doing so. And please invite your family your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, your co-workers, uh, who are going to be here by these, by the the podcast, certainly I'd love to, uh, to know some different day walkers, so thank you for doing so, please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, your co-workers, whoever else you can find, like I said before, I'll say again, please, please, come on in, come on in, um, so there's, uh, there's, uh, who do have this thing? Spotify, I am on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public. Um, certainly there's a couple more out there, but I want to say those who do listen to, not here on Anchor, but elsewhere, please listen to the podcast. I do the very best I can to get all the information I can, give you my opinions, my takes on what's going on in the world, in the um, world we call it. Paul has NFL. Um, again, if we get a chance, I'll keep knocking on the episodes as much as possible. Uh, for those, uh, speaking of Spotify, there is a new thing that's coming out now. If you've got a question or answer, I believe you can put something out on Spotify, or I believe it's also that. Also, if you want to get a good review of the podcast, you can certainly do so. Now, again, It's a growing process. Again, I'm sure a lot of people that have a good cruise years experience with the podcast, they do it out a lot better than I do it. And I certainly understand that. Me, I'm a little different, I'm a different breed. It's who I am, what I am, and the words that pop out of me, the words that pop out of the cell, and those who are old, and again, I'll bet I'm old, and pop out of the 
and said, I am what I am, and that's all that I am. So uh, I'm sure some of my older viewers will correct me if I'm, not, if I'm wrong on that. I believe that's what Popeye once said, and that's, that's what I am. It's like that good work I tell people it is. Uh, a lot of people have questioned the way I work. I work, you know, I, do, I work hard, I work fast. There's a buzz been going around here lately about uh, some people have been uh, Dallas Cowboys and Dallas Cowboy fans. Uh, there's been a rumor around. There are a few experts. I know Steve Naismith always jokes about the Dallas Cowboys. He says they're a team that's always going to break your heart. I believe that's what Steve Naismith says. And Steve Naismith has been, I believe, his one has come out and said, How much longer can the Dallas Cowboys ride with one Dak Prescott as their, as their quarterback? And I, I guess I have not really heard the, the bashing from Stephen A. Smith on um, the Dak Prescott. I believe that Stephen A. Smith bashes the Dallas Cowboys quite a bit, right? He feels that the Cowboys are, I guess we could say, lovable losers. I guess if you want to use that term, I'll um, go with that term. Here's what, um, again, here's what I can say. is The thing is, if, if, if for some weird reason, that the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, was going to move on from Dak Prescott. You have to remember, you got $40 million plus invested pretty much in, in per season in your quarterback, Dak Prescott. You gave Dak the money because you felt Dak was the guy to move your team forward. And let's be honest with you, for the last several years now, the last few years, the offense has revolved around Dak Prescott. At one point in time, yes, it revolved around Ezekiel at least running the football. Dak was second, but they made the move when they paid Dak back the money. The offense would run for Dak, and Zeke and the running game would come number two. Now, now, not last week, but week before last, Dallas Cowboys ran the ball and ran it with Tony Pollard and did a pretty, pretty good job with it. Uh, even Zeke, Zeke has not been the same since he's really signed that big contract. We all know that. But again, there's moments Zeke still has moments where he still looks like he's a can be a beast at times. Now, 
I do like, you know, I do like the idea that Michael Carden has done. He's got the one-two punch in Secret of It and Tony Pollard. I love the one-two punch. The one-two punch could be, could be, if it's done right, it could be up there with maybe the A.J. Dillon, the Aaron Jones, um, you know, several other ones. There's a lot of nice one-two punches um, in this area. At one time, it was what, uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but Nick Chubb has become pretty much number one, and Kareem Hunt's kind of, kind of an afterthought. Of course, we thought Kareem Hunt thought he was going to be traded at the trade deadline. His name was mentioned with the Rams as one of the top, the uh, Los Angeles Rams. We'll talk about them in a few in a few minutes or so. But again, a lot in the Senate Jerry said this morning on Dak Prescott. Now I get it. Everybody was into the, in, into the Cooper Rush mode. Uh, Cooper Rush played well. They lost only one game in Cooper Rush's absence. In, in Dak's absence, Cooper did a fairly good job. He had done a fairly pretty you know, fairly good job in the two years and the two years that he had placed Dak when he got when he got hurt. But moving forward, Cooper Rush was not going to be the most legitimate answer. Cooper Rush did exactly what he was supposed to do is to Maintain, maintain the ship. Cooper Rush is not, is not the answer. Now, Cooper Rush, I believe, was Cooper was like 27, 28 years old. Cooper Rush is not a guy that you can hang your hat on, hang your hat on for the future. Now, to me, I don't see Jerry Jones. I don't see Jerry Jones going out there. I don't see Jerry Jones drafting, drafting a quarter, a quarterback. I don't see that being the, being the case, being the case here. Um, again. He's probably not going to be in that position to probably draft a quarterback. Everybody says C.J. Stroud for the Ohio State. He's supposed to be number one. Bryce Young is be number two. Doesn't talk about Van Dyke from Miami. Uh, was it Lewis from uh, Kentucky? Uh, those are names on top of the list. And to be honest with you, I don't think that Dallas will have a chance to draft any of those quarterbacks. Could be wrong. Maybe I am wrong, but I don't think that's going to be the case. The case here. As of right now, I guess Houston Texans would be first overall. And I, and I would be surprised if C.J. Stroud winds up being a Houston Texan again next season. And he could very well bump David Mills out of his uh, out of his spot. But, of course, that's speculation, hearsay, everything else in between. But to me, it's kind of like we talked about the last episode. It's kind of like that David Carr effect. Everybody wants David Carr bounced out of, bounced out of Las Vegas. Well, if he bounced back out of, out of Dallas, he would be the replacement. Think about it. Yeah, uh, are you going to bring in Baker Mayfield to replace Dak Prescott? I don't think so. Sam Donald? I don't think so either. Um, what about, uh, what about, what do you do? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has right now as a free agent after the season. Frank Gore would bring in Daniel Jones to play Dak, Dak Prescott. Um, again, you can go around. I mean, what about what you could do is uh, if uh, Carson Wentz becomes available and the, and the commanders get rid of him, are you going to bring in Carson Wentz to play to play like a Dak Prescott? Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think none of that's going to happen. And are you going really, to put Dak Prescott on the bench with a $40 million plus year contract and let Cooper Rush be your quarterback next year? I don't think that's going to happen either. So, for, you know, for C.J. Smith, he, he's got to continue to bash Dallas because Dak is going to be the quarterback moving forward. Now, you have to remember, again, the thing about this is this. If you look at this year, let's be honest with you, Again, Jerry Jones didn't do a good enough job of getting back. I mean, let's be honest with you. He pretty much gave he gave away Amari Cooper 
basically to the Cleveland Browns for next for next to nothing, but it's draft pick or two. And to be honest with you, he gave him away. I know they give him to the twenty million a year for Amari Cooper, but Amari Cooper is one of the better receivers in this league since he stepped foot in the NFL. He played well for the Raiders, he played well for Dallas. Now he hasn't played that bad. He hasn't played horrible for the Cleveland Browns. He's a very good receiver. And to be honest with you, to me, he probably should have still been with the Dallas Cowboys, but Jerry Allen paid the twenty million plus a year for him. So he got bounced he got bounced out of he got bounced out of town. And they put the water pressure on CD Lamb. Now I like CD Lamb. CD Lamb's a good athlete. He's a number one receiver. He had a he had a best game last week. Ten catches, 150, 155 yards, couple of touchdowns, and that's what CD Lamb has the capability of bringing to you. But the thing is, Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup missed you know the first miss first several games of the season because of an ACL injury. And again, you had a rookie, you had James Washington, who just signed away from Pittsburgh, but James has not seen the field, I don't think, this season yet. Again, he didn't get any help for Dak Prescott. You had C.D. Lamb, and that was about it. Now, you did have Dalton Schultz, as you know, Dalton Schultz is, is a security blanket for Dak Prescott. But let's be honest with you, he didn't need the hype, and now, and now Dallas wants to hype up the Odell Beckham train. They said, we're going to bring Odell Beckham. Jerry Jones, to Zeke, to Michael Parsons, to this team, to this team, to that team. Everybody has been on that on that list as the we want to bring Odell in. Now certainly if Odell comes in, we're hoping to be a contender. And Dallas, well, Dallas does qualify as a contender. You can mention the Buffalo Bills. If the Green Bay Packers deal has gotten mentioned, I don't think he's going to Green Bay. Is Buffalo the possibility? Buffalo could still be the name, yes. Buffalo, they've lost the last two in a row. Again, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Odell thinks differently. I mean, could he go to Dallas? It would be an interesting fit. Some people have said maybe the New York Giants, or even the Giants. Well, they could use an Odell Beckham because he would probably go to be, he'd probably be the number one receiver if he could be returned to town. Because they haven't got a lot of investment like Kenny Holiday. Darius Slayton, who I kind of thought would, would have been traded for like a low draft pick beginning of the season, but he seems to have found some of a niche. With the Giants, and it seems I've gotten back in okay with the uh, coaching staff in New York. But again, let's be honest. I mean, I'll go back to this the offensive line. The offensive line has gotten older. And they went out and they drafted a young man from Tulsa. And he hasn't played, he hasn't played fairly bad. But again, the offensive line has been questionable the last couple of years because he's, get, he's, he's getting, he's getting a little old, old in age. I mean, let's be honest with you. Zach Martin has been a some say he could be a, a future Hall of Famer as a possibility. Tyrone Smith, now Tyrone Smith at one time, one of the best left tackles in all of football. But injuries have curled him, curled him in the last few years. There's a possibility he could come back this summer. That possibility is out there. But again, again, that's a thing again. Again, if you're going to, if you're going, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you, if, if you're going to use, Dak's be the quarterback of the future. You gotta give him, give him another offensive line there too. Just go ahead and give him, give him one, give him one more another weapon. You got CD Lamb, make Michael Gallup the number three receiver. Bring in his number two receiver. There are some receivers in the draft that you think those receivers in the draft are quite true. Go get him if you think there's a wide receiver 
And again, Tiana Fuki is the great media. Dallas Cowboys had a chance to get Brandon Cooks away from the Houston Texans. But of course, Jerry didn't pay $18 million salary that was going to be per year that was going to be on next year's contract for Brandon Cooks. That was going to be on the books and he's not going to pay that much for Brandon Cooks. And again, if you don't want to pay $20 million for uh, Omar Cooper, you're not going to pay $18 million for You're not going to pay $18 million. You're not going to pay $18 million for Brandon Cooks. And I get that. And you kind of wonder. I get that. I get that. And you kind of understand it. And you understand that. But again, during the offseason, they had a chance to bring in, maybe bring in a Jarvis Landry. But they didn't do that. I know the name Will Fuller, whose name got mentioned. Of course, Will Fuller has not seen has not seen or has not talk, been talked to any team has not talked to any team has not reached out to Will Fuller so I don't think he didn't get a chance I don't see why Dallas even trying to reach out to even Julio Jones even though Julio has has been injured but the last couple of weeks I think he's either gotten a little of a poor Tom Brady and again I'm surprised that these were these were things that were met but Jerry Jones felt that he had everything in place or Jerry didn't have everything really put in the thing is, now again, that the Philadelphia Eagles, yes, Philadelphia did lose, Philadelphia did lose their first game last night, but again, they're still the best team in the NFC, at least as of right now. Dallas, Dallas has got to get 10 out of the Philadelphia Eagles, but they also got to get 10 with the New York Giants, and that's something that you have to, you know, again, again, even Washington, even Washington's like 500 now, so that's kind of that simple and easy. That is to me, the NFC East has become maybe one of the more, if not the NFC East, has become one of the more competitive divisions in football. And um, again, with you know, with Dak, it's it becomes interesting. Let's you know, let's let's get rid of Dak, let's let's get Dak out of Dallas. Well, Dak's not going anywhere. I mean, what's the next thing someone's going to come up with? Let's go ahead and trade out Jerry Clark and Dak Prescott. Is, is, is that the next thing we're going to hear? I mean, everybody bashes Derek Clark or bash Dak Prescott. What do we do? Why don't you go ahead and trade Derek Clark and Dak Prescott? I mean, I mean, trade a bash quarterback, bash quarterback. I mean, they get bashed. I don't think that, and that's not going to happen. So, for guys like Stephen A. Smith, they'll continue to bash. The Dallas Cowboys and the back and the Dallas Giants of the world. But again, Dallas, you think about it, Dallas's defense has improved certainly, yeah, in the last couple of years. My biggest thing with Dallas Cowboys was the secondary. You got a top notch cornerback, you do. But the rest of the secondary still needs improvement. The offensive line, you add more offensive line than for two two Cowboys. Get on the receiver. If you can do that, if you can do that, Dallas will be in the running again for the NFC, for the NFC's title, and, you know, and then more, you know, things to, you know, many more years to come. Again, you know, Philadelphia, there's still those guys that are veterans, and you know, they're running the Again, you know, Philadelphia made some of the right moves this offseason. They brought in A.J. Brown. What did Dallas do? Dallas didn't, do, didn't, 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 didn't bring in that extra receiver. Can you imagine if A.J. Brown went to Dallas? Can you imagine what that would do, A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb? My gosh. Dak ran the field, ran the field day that way. Right? So the field of Eagles, they made the right moves. They made the right moves. And that's what they've done. It's made them a 
talk, talk to me, or certainly a threat, you know, a threat, you know, so in some people who will make this team to the can reach the Super Bowl again. But we'll see in the time, but the balance kind of works. Dak's not going to be here. I Dak, Dak certainly has, has ups and heads downs. Dak threw three touchdown passes this pass, this, uh, this past week, and he also threw two interceptions. And to be honest with you, Dak is the one that can't balance the game as much as he could. Let's stay with the end of the division. Let's talk about the let's talk about the even actually I gotta give them credit where credit is due. They have been banished, well they have been banished. Well, maybe it's not, not so much a team in general, but their owner, Dan Shine, can get banished. Let's talk about the Washington Commanders and the job they did last night with the with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now my hands off the monitor and the staff. They did what the Lions could do. That's been costly penalties that caused that cost them the game. And Jalen Hurtson had the best game, I think may have one of the worst games of the season. Again, they suffered the injury on Dallas, something Dallas Connor hurt his shoulder. He's going to miss several weeks. Uh, I don't think it's going to be long this season, but he's going to miss the next several weeks and we'll see how that how that hurts. Before Dallas Connor was probably the second best weapon behind certainly AJ Brown, that means Devontae Smith is going to have to step up step up. But for the commanders, again, they get they've got they just so much later because the game is and all the all the stuff he is he has to produce. But again, give give Washington credit where it is due. Washington Washington is in a pretty tough division. You've got an eight one Eagles, the New York Giants who have been the surprise, one of the surprise teams in the football world along with maybe the New York Jets. Um, Dallas Cowboys that are still six and three in contention, but the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of people that Washington Commanders probably won five games or five and five. And they're still, let's be honest with you, they're not, they're really not out of playoff contention if you really, if you really prove it. And that's kind of hard to really sit back and say. Now, of course, when they trade for Carson Wentz, everybody question, question the move, question the move. And Carson had some ups and downs, but that's a Carson Wentz. Carson got hurt. 
against that Tyler Heineken. And Tyler Heineken, the last couple of seasons, when he has stepped in, he has done a pretty decent job. I'm not saying he's, yeah, I'm not saying he's a paid man in his heyday or something like that, or Tom Brady, but just be honest with you, it seems like for some reason, Tyler Heineken is, um, Tyler Heineken is uh, certainly lit a fire in the offense, as, as crazy as that sounds. I'm not really sold on Bears offensive line. It, it needs a, a needs work, but they seem to have found a one-two punch in Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, he was the number one running back in the last season. He did really well for himself. He was dinged up most of the year, but he got a little time anyway. He was supposed to be starting running back. They drafted uh, Brian Robinson, and Brian Robinson is going to be part of the rotation with him and JD McKissick. JD, of course, we all know JD was supposed to go to the Buffalo Bills. He has signed a contract with the Buffalo Bills, but then again, he he said at the last minute, no, he went back to Washington. Now Gibson, Gibson was having issues, some fumbling issues preseason, and um, and that was a concern for uh, the staff. But now Gibson has kind of corrected has corrected the situation. He's playing, he's playing pretty well. So him and Brian Robinson. Seemed to be a nice little one-two punch, and that, that one-two punch was a big reason that they won the game last night because of uh, time, time of possession. I think time of possession was like it was like double, almost triple. Yeah, what the Philadelphia Eagles did last night. Uh, Terry McLean, Terry McLean has bounced back. He wasn't doing much hitting on much with Carson Wentz and since Tom Hackett has taken over. Terry McLean has proved to be the receiver he has been when he signed that. Contract Washington all season. Again, there has been a Curtis Samuel sighting. Curtis Samuel has been healthy this season and he has been productive. Now, Dotson, who they drafted from Penn State, he's had some injuries, but when he was healthy the first couple of games, he seemed to be a seemed to be a solid pick. If you think about it, you know, you think about it, other than the offensive line, which to me is questionable, it seems like you have a one-two punch in Robinson and Gibson. You look at you've got a pretty good receiver in Terry McLean. Curtis Samuel is like, is like the Debo Samuel. He's a jack of all trades. You could do a lot with Debo. But you can do a lot with Curtis Samuel. He's healthy. He actually put up he did decent for him. Now Dodson, like I said, he's been playing for Dodson. Yeah, but then again, Dodson has the potential of being a pretty decent number two receiver. So he got off to a pretty hot start. Now the defense for Washington has been the biggest concern. Now, they did get some good news that Chase Young, the uh, first-round draft pick a couple years ago from Ohio State, is going to, should return this week, I believe it's right. He should return this week, which is great news. Interesting to see the young man. He was defensive rookie of the year his first year in the league, and then last year he kind of he tailed off. But, of course, he got hurt towards the end of the season, but his numbers tailed off and, of course, people, you know, but again, they have a pretty decent defensive line. Uh, the biggest thing with Washington, of course, to me, was their secondary. I was never sold in the secondary, and I'm still not sold in the secondary. But for Washington, Ronaber, Ronaber has had his, um, Ronaber, he's had, he's had some great, maybe some decisions, some bad decisions. Now, Ronaber, a man who has been fighting, who has been, has been fighting, and has been fighting cancer, he's got some cancer treatments. Maybe Ron Burr could be, maybe Ron Burr could have a shot at being 
coach of the year this year. Now again, that might be a couple of candidates that probably are certainly more qualified than even Ron Rivera, but Ron Rivera has done a pretty decent job with this squad. And with this squad, it's a, it's a more respectable group of a team that they can keep an eye out on. And uh, for example, like I said, take a go back to Tyler Heineke. Tyler, you know, Heineke was a couple, you know, a couple of years ago where actually he stepped in and did a pretty good job. And he did a pretty good job against Tom Brady in the playoff a couple of years ago. Even though he didn't win, but he played fairly well. And some people actually thought that Heineke could really be the starting quarterback for the NFC team. But then again, you had Alex Smith, you tried to get Alex Smith. It didn't work out. And you didn't call Shannon Sutton out like that. You had Dwayne, you late Dwayne Haskins, you drafted him and figured he was going to be the future, the future quarterback. That did not pan out. But the one consistent that has been Heineke for the most one of the most consistent is you know, he's consistent at quarterback for you. Now, it, to me, no, moving forward, I can't see Heineke being the number one quarterback for Washington moving forward. A lot of people in the DC area, the Maryland area, or Washington fans all over the world. Some of them say, well, what else does Heineke have to do? Take a look at Heineke's numbers. He's not playing, he's not playing the Lord on fire. Heineke's, you know, Heineke makes his mistakes. Now, Heineke is, is more of a, as far as running the ball, than a Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was, and maybe Dwayne Haskins was. Um, now, Carson Wentz is mobile, but I think Heineke has certainly got more speed than Alex Smith. Alex Smith is, can never go to the Carson Smith. But again, the thing about that is it's just a good, it's a very interesting team moving forward. I think Washington's a team that people are going to have to certainly look out for big time. I mean, you know, again, maybe Washington did everybody a favor in the NFL. Maybe they gave them a formula on how to beat, how to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe you need a solid running game. Yeah.
numbers are coming out and saying that he will. It's not, it's not given that Carson Wentz is going to win his job back because Heineke has played you know, fairly well for himself. And they look to quarterback. And that being said, if Carson Wentz's career could never go into the NFL because he's had a chance to the Eagles and the Colts and the Commanders, he kind of hold on to the starting job. And that's going to be where he begin. If Heineke wants him, if Heineke needs to keep the job, let's say, for the rest of the season, Robert Burr will not probably come out and say that. But to be honest with you, it's hard to take Heineke out when the offense seems to flow better with the ground than they did Carlson Wentz. So it's not to say, to be honest with you, if you're wrong, you can't put Wentz out there. If you've got a line behind you, as long as you get behind you, now Heineke goes out there and throws, and throws four interceptions in one game, maybe you think about going back to Carlson Wentz. But for right now, you got to ride Heineke, and if Wentz comes back, Wentz is going to be the backup, and to be honest with you, come next season, Wentz could barely be gone yet again. Wentz could run up on me. Another NFL team. Maybe be a backup. Maybe be a backup. Yeah, Wentz could still be a backup quarterback in this league. Now, to me, can't see Carson Wentz really going to the Carolina Panthers. I can see Wentz going to the Carolina Panthers. Now, whether Wentz would be an upgrade for Baker Mayfield or Sam Donald or PJ Walker, maybe. But he's not going to him, but I can see that. Now, again, the New Orleans Saints, they've got their quarterback issues. Defense is going to step up. It's going to step up a little bit more in the secondary. Well, let's be honest with you, the secondary's got they've got they've got uh, some secondary help as well. But again, get the game's credit where it's due. They did knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. My hat's off to them. Nice job, guys. But let's see if we can continue that momentum moving forward. And who knows? Despite Dan Shaw and his misgivings running the uh, team, maybe this team. <laughs> who knows? Maybe this team could slide in the back door and make the playoffs. I've seen stranger things happen. Well, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the old, the old, the old expression: "When it rains, it pours." Well, the Los Angeles Rams is is a torrential downpour right now. I guess the news you heard coming out that that the top receiver, top receivers leg, some could make an argument that Justin Jefferson may be more can make an argument, but. Cooper Cup, triple crown winner last year as far as receptions, yards, and touchdowns. 
and you'll see the outside release for the high, high ankle sprain. Now, again, that is certainly a tremendous, tremendous loss for the Rams because he's about the only guy out there as far as the offense that they can rely on. And now the Rams have gone from bad to worse. Matthew Stratford, he had a concussion in concussion protocol. I believe he still is in concussion protocol. Now, there could be a chance at some point. There could be a chance that he could play this week. We'll have to wait and see on that. But my, my, the money has fallen on the Rams. I mean, last year go from Super Bowl champion to a team that may very well not make the playoffs this year. Again, the biggest thing with the Rams was the offensive line. Again, we keep preaching it over and over and over again that the offensive line is a very important factor. Again, you had a pretty decent offensive line last year. And again, you had a better, you had a little bit better running game. I'm not saying it's better, it was better this year than it was. It was better last year than it was this year. Now, granted, you know, Daryl Henderson didn't like the roll on fire, but he didn't play well enough. Akers never miraculously recovered from the ACL injury, was able to get back in late in the season to playoffs and play in the Super Bowl. But again, they had a good offensive line. Again, the running game was something that was not, was not the greatest in the world. And again, that's something that the Rams did not really address in the offseason. Now, I'm sure they thought that Akers was going to step in, be the number one guy, and, and you know, and be the guy he was in his rookie year. But unfortunately, he has not been that guy. And of course, we all know the Akers situation. He was held out for a couple of games because they thought he was going to be traded, but nobody wanted him to go trade. So I mean, the offensive line has been has been has been horrible. The running game has not stopped, has not done much at all either. Cooper Cup has been Cooper Cup. He's played like he did last season. But after that, there was no Robert Woods until he got hurt. Yeah, Allen Robinson was a step in and be that guy, but Allen has not done that. Now they do have Van Jefferson has returned, has returned, and I'm sure his his number he's going to step in and be a bigger role now that Cooper Cup is going to be out for several weeks. Tyler Higby, a lot to put in his place. Tyler has uh, actually really been probably the second best receiver for the Rams this season behind Cooper Cup. And the defense, the defense seems to be lacking, seems to be lacking a little bit of pass rush. They got pass rushing Vaughn Miller, but they're lacking the pass rush. The secondary, even though you got Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey has been getting burned to me a lot more lately than normal. Again, the defending champions are struggling, but with Cooper Cup being gone, I mean, here was a guy, what was the stat? He's like 37% of the offense or something like that for the Rams. And that's kind of saying a lot for one particular player. That's kind of like a, a Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans yeah, type of thing, type of thing where a lot of it runs through him. And to me, Cooper Cup, I mean, you know teams are double covering Cooper Cup or trying to triple teams. Still getting there, still trying to get the ball to the to the young man. And Cooper Cup has been a, a tremendous find for the Rams in the draft. He's been Eastern from Eastern Washington. So give the young man, give Cooper Cup all the credit in the world. He certainly earned every bit of his every bit of his contract. But it's but it's hard to see the young man who's been trying to carry the offense on his back on his back the last couple of years. And he's done so, but this year, I think, I guess, maybe his back finally broke. He couldn't carry the team. He couldn't carry the team much more. I can't say maybe his back, but he's got a high ankle sprain. Certainly, I hope Cooper Cup gets well, comes back, because he's one of the better, one of the better, one of the top receivers in the NCAA. 
before the rains. It seems to get bleaker and bleaker day by day. And Sean McVay, he has no answers. There hasn't been a lot of talk about the Rams. And the biggest thing with the Rams is, is maybe all these trading away these draft picks. You have finally come back to bite to bite them to bite them in the butt. Couldn't trade all these draft picks. You didn't have you, you didn't have guys that you plugged in. You didn't you, know, you didn't draft, let's say an offensive lineman or two to help you move forward. You didn't do that. Um, as far as wide receivers, you took a chance on was it Atwell, a small guy. You took a chance on him, that bust that busted. All these draft picks you traded away to get players. Now don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, the Rams didn't win a Super Bowl, so you can't. So call that for what it is. They didn't win a Super Bowl by trading these draft picks, but now if you look out if you look on it now, where's it getting you know, where's it getting you? Well, you who knows if you hadn't made these trades, would you have won a Super Bowl? It's hard to say. But again, the Rams, the Rams are gonna have to sit out and come up with a new philosophy. I get it. You spent a lot of money on Matthew Stratford. You traded Matthew Stratford for, uh, yeah, for Jared Goff. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a good move. You won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stratford. So, hindsight 2020, Stratford to me is still a better quarterback than Jared Goff. People don't know where might not say this year. Goff's actually been respectful this year for Detroit fans. The running game, the running game is something that has been an issue. They had that running game, a really quality running game since when the Todd Gurley was in his was in his heyday with the Rams. A lot of people thought Akers would be the answer, but he has not been the answer in the NBA. I don't see Akers recovering next season. I don't think he's uh, I think he's traded. I think he's traded all season. I'm sure someone will take a chance on Akers. Um you figure Daryl Henderson, maybe Henderson returns next year with him. Um, the draft the young man wins from Notre Dame. They have the Season. Um, he just got off the eye or maybe they take, they take a long look at him next season to see if he can be the answer running back. Now the thing about wide receiver, yes, you got Cooper Cup back next year, but let's be honest with you. There's gonna come a point in time you gotta make you gotta make decisions that Allen Robinson is he the answer moving forward as your number two receiver. Van Jefferson, he'll be the number three receiver. I guess you still will have those three coming next season. I hate to go back, but the biggest part of that is that you have to show yourself open to the thing is, you need all this time help. You need to find a running game. And get, get that number one, that solid number one running back that you got a chance with. Then maybe the Rams offense will be better. But to me, right now, it looks like the same old Rams next season. If you look ahead, it looks like ahead 2023. Is. I don't see the answer in the playoffs. He's trying to get teams in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles, yes. I was sort of like it, yes. Are the top two teams in the NFC? Season. Do the 49ers under Jimmy Garoppolo? Can they, can they 
go back and make the playoffs. Just be right now. Let's talk about the, speaking of it, we were talking about NFC East teams in this, in this episode. We'll continue with the NFC. Let's talk about the New York Giants for a minute. And the buzz, the buzz we told you earlier now that, uh, that Barkley maybe, that could be, they were trying to get a contract agreement with Barkley. Now, Barkley is gone, and Barkley is going to be. It's come on the tail end of the, this is his last year, under the rookie contract. And there's been talks about, talks about, I think during the season, if I'm understanding it correctly, about him trying to, trying to re-up, re-up his contract, getting him signed a new deal. Now, certainly the way Barclays played this year, he has certainly been a possible comeback player of the year. Maybe get some MVP votes as one of the top, you know, top players in the league this, top players in the league this year. Now, the thing about it is it's hard for any NFL team to pay a running back a lot of money. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, if you know, he got paid top dollar in his position. He got hurt. He got hurt a lot for two years. He played, what, 10 games in, what, two years? And, but he has been, he's been injured. He's been injured-free injured free this year. Played well for the uh, Panthers. He went from the outhouse, I guess you could say, to the penthouse from the Panthers. To a playoff contending San Francisco 49 team. Again, Ezekiel Elliott, he got paid a lot of money a few years ago and he has not played, he's not living up to that contract. Now, a guy, Derek Henry, Derek Henry got paid a lot, a lot of money. Again, Derek Henry did run for $2,000. He was going to be the top running back last year, but again, he got hurt last year. Now, this year, he's the number two rusher in the NFL, point behind. Barkley. So I mean, if, you, if you take away, you know, so to me, Henry is about one of the rare guys that's probably going to money. But it's hard to, but anybody is going to be, it's hard to pay a running back. But let's be honest with you, if you look at the Giants, Barkley is the offense. It, it's certainly not Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has, has, has been respectable at times this year, but Daniel Jones, I think to me this year, is the difference between running the ball and passing the football. The offensive line, 
the offensive line is still not there. They have, they have done some strides and improvement in that category, but they have not done a good enough job to. They still need some help on the offensive line. But again, your receiving core. I mean, who do you throw the football to? And that's a huge issue. Collier's a huge bust. Shepard, who was your best receiver, he went out. It's the second in the row he's been out with an ACL injury, and you have to wonder if he'll be back with the Giants next season in 2023. Because if you look at the Giants, here's what it possibly looks like. You could have Kenny Holloway gone, Shepard could be gone, heck, Gary Slade could be gone, yeah, could be gone next, could be gone next season, okay? You could have uh, Barkley, he could, be, he could be with the Tunnel team next season, Daniel Jones, he could be gone next season. So to me, if you start, you know, if you, if, if you're the New York Giants faithful and you're a New York Giant fan, you gotta wonder well, what's our offense gonna look like next year. Well, that's what your offense will look like. You have a, you have Tyler Taylor as your uh, starting quarterback next year. Uh, the offensive line that might still be intact. Who's gonna be your running back? Let's say Barkley's gone. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Barkley? Can you imagine Barkley with the the Rams? Like, can you imagine what Sean McVay could do with Barkley if he was with the Rams? There's plenty of teams that Barkley could be with, but then again, the Rams had enough money and could they afford enough money for a guy like Barkley? I mean, I can imagine teams with Barkley that Barkley could, you know, that could easily be on next next season. What about the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, Miles Sanders is a free agent. Can you see them going to the Philadelphia Eagles and playing with the Eagles? Can you imagine Hurts, Barkley, A.J. Brown next year? That'd be that'd be a tough combo to beat. That'd be a tough one to um yeah. That'd be kinda of tough tough to take out. You know, what, what do you do? Does Tampa Bay reach out for a Barker just to keep Brady down? I don't see that I really don't see that happening. You start you know, you start looking up and down, you start looking up and, up and down the rosters. Um you start looking up and down the team. Of teams it's it's hard to if you look at the if you look at the AFC yeah, who do you, who do you, who do you, can you, now can you imagine Barkley being with the Buffalo Bills? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine Josh Allen, Barkley, Stephon Diggs? Wow. That'd be, that'd be a hard combination to stop. But, for the Giants, the Giants are kind of in a no-win situation. Barkley is, Barkley, yes, he's, he's been injured. Ever since his rookie year, he's been injured probably now this year. He had been, he had been fairly healthy this year, you know. Thing is moving forward is do you lose Barkley? Yeah, I mean, do you keep Barkley on and how much do you pay him? Well, to be honest with you, Barkley is your offense. To me, is if you, to me, if you're in a situation where I know you got to think about it, well, Barkley has been injury prone, and how much, yeah, how much, yeah, and do I really trust him? You know, do I trust him to stay healthy? You know, going down the road. Do I, do I trust him in being, you know, staying healthy? And that's a question, that's a fair question that has to be answered. And to be honest with you, I don't have, a, I really don't have, like, I don't have a legitimate answer for you. But I think this is the point where they're going to have to take a chance and re-sign him. Come some kind of deal with Barkley. Because I can't see Mike Barkley walking out of town, the only offensive weapon that you really have. Okay, I can see like Daniel Jones walking out of town because I'm still not selling Daniel Jones. I can see Lane Collier. I can see Lane Shepard walk out of town. I can see I can see you doing that. Yeah, I can see Lane or maybe a Darius Slate walk out of town. 
But Barclays is one hand in your pocket, but you gotta walk out of town. And I know Barclays go up on top dollar because they didn't really want to see it. And again, a lot of people want life expectancy of a uh, running back in the NFL is not is is not is not gonna be is not really good. Now some people guys like maybe Emmett Smith stayed in, in the league for many, many years. Frank Gore was a prime example. He stayed in the league for many, you know, for many, many years. Walter Payton stayed in the league for many, many years. Those are those are rare exceptions to the rule. And it's a hard it's a hard it's a hard thing to be a top quarterback in this league for many you know for many years for many years. But for the Giants fans and for the Giants manager, it's not much of a choice. You're gonna probably have to pay Barkley top dollar to keep him around because he's the only offensive weapon you got. Now I know that you're worried about you know Bobby getting injured again and so forth and so forth. I get it. I understand it. But you but you're caught between a rock and a, and a hard place and you're gonna have to talk up money to get to Barkley. Now I can see you and Daniel Jones both trying to play the game both. But again it comes to the point where do you what yeah what quarterback do you go out and get? Do you do you bring in Jimmy Jimmy G? Do you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and put him put him in a giant uniform? Something like that. Okay, who's going to be your number one receiver? Yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah, do you sign? Do you sign? Oh, oh, yeah, back on for maybe a two or three year deal. and hope he doesn't get hurt. I don't know if you do that. Now that I don't know if you do that or not. But again, the Giants have a lot of decisions, especially on the offense side of the ball, this all season. And again, I'm, I'm very interested to see what. Giants do, but for Barkley, the point is, I know you don't want to give up the top dollar for but it's going to point down that you're going to have to sit down and assume you might not have any contract negotiations for the rest of the season. That's, that's, that's your business, but you got to sit down and you got to talk to Barkley, and you got to see where Barkley's head's at, and say, what's it going to take to get a deal done? Because, like once again, he's the only offense that you've got. But the only offense player, you, you let your offense walk out of town. I mean, I can see, and I don't know how the Giants fans will react. The Giants fans will react. Well, I don't know. Well, the same old New York, the same old New York Giants. Nobody expects you to be in the spot you're in right now. Barkley, as you see, as time goes on, all the New York Giants are going to be contenders. Are they going to be contenders? And moving forward, Got to show. I hate to say it. It's a gamble. Yes, I get it. But you got to show. But you got to show. But you got to show. You got to show. You know, New York. Hey, but you want to be a contender for years to come. And I hate to say it. It's going to start with one. With a Barkley. You don't get money. I get it. But you need to sit down and come some kind of agreement with, with your own offense. With your own offense. Now. The last thing is, I gotta, I gotta uh, continue with the dealing with Reigns and Forrest type of thing now. We're talking about the Houston Texans. You talk about uh, what was it, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Now, Brandon Cooks, I think, set out of the game because they were looking to trade him and then trade him. Brandon Cooks was highly upset that he didn't get traded. That, uh, I think he went on Twitter and he got a bash the organization in some way, bash the organization. 
got so bad that he went, they took his, what is it, the report is they took his C off of his uniform, he was like one of the captains of the team, and they took his C away from him. So you're talking about things are going from bad to worse, they obviously they kind of went worse. He was the captain of the team, they took, they took away his, yeah, took away his captainship. Now, Brandon, think about that, Brandon Coates is, you know, and to me, yeah, I get it. Player, it's highly upsetting that you hear you hear for year like half the year and when the trade deadline's coming that hey we're gonna trade you and hey, get ready get ready get your badge back and get your badge back and make sure you get you get ready for what you're gonna take clear out your locker you know, yeah, in terms of playbook what whatever else the case might be and then all of a sudden you can't do the media all of a sudden you can't To be honest with you, I will see Brandon being on the Houston Texans next year. And I said they probably might have to cut him outright, and that's going to be probably a lot of money on the books. But again, somebody needs to look at the table and take pictures and take chains with Brandon Cooks. I'm sure he's going to be tender with Brandon Cooks. And again, Brandon was such a Some people would have, um, I guess, would have, you know, would have probably kept their mouth shut, said nothing, but again, Brandon Cooks is one of those men. Brandon Mann probably would have been out of town. He got tired of hearing him being trade talks so much, and then he didn't go nowhere. So, you know, and the worst thing about it is you take your, you take the C away from him. Now, Brandon, I think he has complained through a, a wrist, a wrist injury. He didn't try to gut it out. But again, Brandon Cooks. I'm sure looking forward, I don't know how much, you don't know what the rest of the year looks, look, looks like for Brandon Cooks. I mean, could Brandon Cooks be, um, and you've got to have the rest, rest of the year. Will they send, will they tell Brandon Cooks, hey, we'll pay your money, go home? I don't know. But we'll see moving forward. Well, that's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you again soon.